You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run lever. Yeah. What it do, what it do, what it do, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on The Great Geek, the Great Geek Refuge. Uh, got, a, got a pretty awesome show lined up for you all today. Going to be talking WandaVision. We're going into a little bit more depth than we did on the, the main podcast. And um, lucky for you, I am not riding solo on the, on this adventure. I have uh, am very fortunate to have brought a guest along who's also a big fan of not only Marvel, but WandaVision, who had a lot of things they wanted to share. So put your hands together, make some applause for Gabby, who will be joining me on the podcast. Gabby, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. A little hungry, a little hungry, waiting for this food to get here, but I'm feeling good, feeling good. And I'm very excited to talk, talk about WandaVision, but not only WandaVision, but its implications on the larger MCU and, you know, some some upcoming projects that we have, uh, or excuse me, some upcoming projects that Marvel is going to be releasing within the next two to three years in general. It's a very exciting time to be not only a nerd, but specifically a Marvel fan, right? Yes. So uh, before, we, before we really get into, the, like, all of this stuff, do want to just remind you, the listener, to make sure that you are... Uh, going to thegreatgeekrefuge.com to listen to all of our podcasts, read all of our articles. You know, we have a ton of amazing content there, just something for your fancy, whatever that happens to be. Make sure you're following us on all social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We have a Patreon. We have an OnlyFans. I'm kidding. We don't have an OnlyFans, but we do have all of the other things that I listed. So make sure... You are going to those. And if you are a member of our Patreon, you will get to listen to all of our podcasts a couple days early. Pretty awesome. So uh, make sure you, you guys are, are, are doing all of that. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So Gabby, to, to, to kick things off, because I know my audience is, is unfamiliar with you, uh, tell me a little bit about your Marvel fandom. Like, who are your favorite characters? What are your favorite movies? You know, do you read the comics at all? You know, kind of, kind of break it down for me. Yes, and thank you so much for the warm welcome. Um, like you mentioned, I am definitely a Marvel fan to the core. Um, I would have to definitely say some of my favorite Marvel characters are Deadpool, Black Panther, of course, Wanda. And I would say Doctor Strange for me. Um, how I got into becoming a Marvel fan, actually, it is from the MCU. But from watching the movies, it did jumpstart me into taking an interest into the comics. So I just started recently really reading the comics. Like right now, I have been reading um, the West Coast Avengers. So those comics are dope to me i love them 
so it gives me some background because I know the MCU doesn't necessarily follow the entire premise of the comics, but it gave it gave me a good foundation. Awesome. Now, uh, follow up question to that. So you you are very clearly a Marvel fan. Uh, do you have any interest in other fandoms? Like, do you also follow DC? Do you watch anime? Are there any cartoons or any other uh, franchises like Star Wars or Star Trek that you're also into? Um, I'm definitely, you know, I used to give DC a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit that, but I have been getting into DC uh, more so on the comic side. Um, I had a friend of mine to purchase some of the comics for me. Um, some of the volumes. So I actually love the writing of the DC comics. So I can say that. Um, the movies, I have seen a couple of the movies. So I am getting more into DC, but you know, Marvel will forever have my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Any favorite characters in DC? DC right now, definitely Harley Quinn. I love Harley Quinn. And I also started really liking The Flash. I, That's I like my guy. That. Yes, I That's... like The Flash. Yeah, that that is my guy. Whether we're talking Barry, whether we're talking uh, Jay Garrick, whether we're talking either version of Wally West, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. Reverse Flash is my is one of my favorite villains just in general, just because yes. of one how much of an asshole he is, <laughs> and how petty he is. Like like he he takes fucking with your hero like to the to like an entirely new level. Like, I, I enjoy the Flash TV show. That was kind of my entry point for the Flash. Like, I've always known who he was, but my interest really kind of uh, came in from the from the TV show and, and kind of, like, grew from from there. But, like, I feel, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big Flash fan. Thinking about doing the Flash cosplay uh, at, at some That'd point. That would be amazing. So, uh, I love it. We, never get in, we never get into that. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, but today's podcast, we're not talking about the Flash or DC. Uh, we are talking about your uh, the 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 one that does have your heart, as you said, uh, Marvel. Yes. And Marvel just recently concluded the first introduction into the I'm next so phase, excited. the newest phase of uh, of things that they have coming up. Phase four. I mean, fa- to be honest, I mean, phase four has been delayed for well over the year because of you know the yes. pandemic, and it's oh. really it's really kind of unfortunate because. I know, like, they announced a lot of these things, like, I want to say, like, two years ago. And, Definitely. you know, we, we were, you know, we, we were care- We thought we were going to get them last year. Um, and, you know, there were there were production issues. And, you know, obviously, as I said, the pandemic happened. And, you know, it took a while for us to arrive where we are now. But. Definitely. It was but, workarounds. Like all, like all good things. They're worth waiting for. And I, I can say that WandaVision, while it being very different than what I think many of us expected from uh, the MCU, I'm very happy to see that Marvel is kind of breaking out of their, like the formula that they go to for a lot of their films. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that yes. as a criticism because I too love a lot of Marvel films. I can pretty much watch. I can put one, any one of them on, and know I'm going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Exactly. And so, like, one division. Oh, and let me say this too, because um, uh, I didn't say this at the top. There are going to be spoilers for the listeners here. Okay, so like, 
This is not a spoiler-free yeah. review. Like we are going to be talking in depth about Deep Wandavision down. and other things within the MCU. So if you are not familiar with Wandavision or the MCU, first of all, what are you doing? It's all on Disney Plus. Like go watch it. So Please like, get go do that. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff there. And two, yeah, like go go get caught up or don't listen because spoilers. If you so if you're someone who cares about that, yeah. So you know, Wandavision for me was it, it was a it was a journey that I was not I, I was very un unsure of like what it was exactly going to be like i'm someone who is like i'm very heavy on the internet so i love learning a lot about like you know the behind the scenes of how a show is made and what the concept is and what they're going for with a particular show and so like i already knew they were going to be doing the sitcom thing before like why the vision even came so like that for me like seeing um the kind of I love Lucy nature of the, of episode one, it wasn't very jarring for me because on one level, like I already knew it was coming. And on another level, I love old sitcoms. So, <laughs> so like kind of, kind of seeing it being brought to life and knowing that it was going to be part of some sort of larger narrative was very interesting to me. And I, I say the last nine weeks have been a, have been a ride like just in a, a complete emotional roller coaster of highs, lows, Easter eggs, you know, like like moments of excitement, you know, moments of 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 sadness because of you know things that happen, uh, moments of slight disappointment because you know you 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 know <laughs> you you, you kind of want your theories to be correct yes. and you know uh, you know when you know when they're not you're like oh man. But it would be cool if they did that, you know. Yes, and so, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. And and uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the fan theories um, in a bit because they absolutely were were uh, were running wild across the across the internet. Um, but all that being said, like I, I really really loved uh, Wandavision. So with with you being someone who is very much a fan of Wanda, as you you listed there among your favorite characters. How did you feel about the series as a whole? Like, what what did what did you take away from it? You know, I was very excited for WandaVision um, when they came out with the trailers. It looked interesting um, as far as the scope of the them using sitcoms to represent basically every decade. I found that to be actually a great spin. I know when I was talking to a lot of people about it, they were kind of unsure when they started watching based on the first episode mm -hmm. but actually the first episode towards the end is what definitely kept me intrigued because mm -hmm. um when basically wanda had to fix dinner for vision's boss it kind of had me really confused but it was a good state of confusion because i'm like right. okay where they're trying to take it with this particular episode and how is it going to jumpstart the series so I think it definitely kept me intrigued via the first episode, really. Um, I didn't really have an idea of what direction they were going. Mm -hmm. But as we progressed further into the series, I'm like, OK, OK, so we're fo we're we're following along via these sitcoms and, you know, following their married life. And as we get deeper, it's, it's getting more creepy and it seems more sinister. I'm like, right. OK, OK, I'm more intrigued by this. 
this is this is giving me a good pace. And I love WandaVision because I know that we are in the middle of binge culture. I'm one of those people that are very (laughs) impatient regarding I need to see the next episode. I need to see the next episode. But I think Marvel did a great job. Chef's kiss to them because every Friday I was like, let me get up early just so I can watch. (laughs) Like it was a great paced show to me. I know the first three episodes, people was kind of like, and if you see the memes around the internet, everybody kind of like, yeah, episodes one through three, and they kind of feed vision with these peas, and then like, no, Thanos, sorry, and then episode four and and beyond, everybody's like, hmm, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm liking it, I like the train, I'm I'm hopping on the train, so I love the one. Yeah. I was I, <laughs> I was a little I mean I won't lie like I was a little frustrated seeing people's reactions to the first couple episodes because for me like I'm very big on story and I'm very big on backstory and like for me the most important thing whenever I'm watching anything whether it be a, a series or a movie or, or whatever is I want to see how they're going to set up the story that they're telling like I don't want them to just do the story you know, with with like while ignoring anything else, like the the art of setting up the story is is a very big deal for me, and I didn't have an issue with the first couple episodes because I knew like it's setting up the story, and I think people got really impatient because like everything wasn't made obvious from episodes one and two, you know that it wasn't very clear what was going on. And I, I thought the reaction was 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 kind of funny because I feel like it's very different than how we used to like how many of us have watched TV in the last decade, especially like I don't know if you watched uh, How to Get Away with Murder or Scandal, yes. like when those shows were airing or yes. if you watched Quantico. Um, I really, yeah. really loved Quantico. Yes. But, you know, like th- these were shows that were, you know, they were they, were, they came up with weekly episodes and I know, like, the internet was collectively watching them, uh, watching them together, especially on, on Twitter. And I, I think, like, the, 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 the building of the suspense, the staying patient, because you know that the payoff is coming, that the story is going gonna, is gonna to slowly peel back layers and peel back layers. And I really feel like WandaVision really did that in those first couple episodes. I just thought it was interesting that that was a criticism, because I'm like, how would you? How would you all have how like how how would how would you all have handled it if if everything was was just obvious? That's that's not for me anyway. It's not indicative of good storytelling. And hell, I I made this point on the other podcast as well, which is how did you even get into the MCU? Because it's not like they made it obvious that Thanos was the was like the man pulling the strings from 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 the beginning. No, there was a there was a buildup. There was a buildup to him, a, a very slow reveal of this, you know, this big, creepy, purple monster, you know, who who is uh, pulling strings and doing things here, trying to get stones because he has a plan that he's trying to do. And I, I'm just like, how did like how did you get through the first couple, like the first phase of the MCU? Because yes. the first phase didn't have anything to do with like the Infinity Saga. Like it wasn't obvious from the beginning that that Thanos was like the dude. So like I just thought that was that was it was an interesting thing to see that kind of uh reaction. And on top of that, 
So like uh, like how did you feel they they did with like this the the sitcom stuff um through the first through those like those specific first couple episodes cuz I, I mentioned it before like I love old sitcoms and so like seeing that was really cool and I, and I like the I like the lengths that they went through to uh to really pull off like how shows back then were filmed like shooting in front of a uh, a live audience and for example, like I, I thought that was cool. That I really think they they pulled it off extremely, extremely well. Um, but how did you feel about the the sitcom thing? Like, do you think it worked? Would you have preferred for them to do something different? No, Marvel did that beautifully, actually, and I'm so glad that we have similar opinions about that because, um, that's really what kept me interested too because every week so from week to week i would be like oh so it's a new decade it's a new episode so what particular sitcom are they going to use for this one and it was so fun to theorize okay they might use this one because this was a popular sitcom in the 70s and this one was a popular sitcom in the 80s and so i am a huge i love lucy fan so to see wanda dressed like Lucy was just so dope to me and for each episode how the fans can kind of guess okay so based on the theme song when the theme song appears it's like ah okay so this is I love Lucy and this one is Bewitched and I just it was so fun to guess what they will use next and I think that also was a big part for me that kept me watching week Mm -hmm. to week and marvel did it great with the spin um including like even the commercials oh yeah in commercials of the episode it's kind of like fans are like oh my god what does this represent and it was so much fun just deep diving into that every week that that's what was one of the most enjoyable parts for me i was like okay so what does this commercial mean yeah exactly I mean, I I agree 110%. And, like, it really drove conversation. And, like, I think it, like, I don't think this show works as well on a binge watch. Because in watching it weekly, you're forced to sit with the material as it's presented to you. So it's not like, it's you know, when you binge through stuff, like, you're going to forget details. You're going to forget certain things that happen. You're not going to retain things as as well as you could like it, when you have to watch it week to week and exactly. really retain like what happens here because i'm sure and i'm sure you know this this there were a ton of easter eggs like throughout this series and yes. i can't imagine trying to pick up on every easter egg watching all nine episodes in a single like in a single sitting it just it would not work it, like it was, there's there's so much stuff that you that you would have missed because you know you have these YouTube channels like New Rockstars that do these like frame by frame breakdowns. Yes. And like there's so much little stuff that you can catch by doing that that I can't imagine the, I can't imagine the conversation around this show would really be about that. Right now the conversation about the show would would have just been about the ending. And would have kind of rendered a lot of the stuff in episodes one through eight kind of insignificant because people wouldn't really have been talking about stuff the way that we've been talking about it. Exactly, because it was so many callbacks. So when you were watching it, 
just to have one episode to break down and to digest you can recognize certain callbacks that they had in the show. And mm-hmm. it's like, ah, okay, they're tied into the MCU. Okay, this had to do with Tony Stark. This is what right, portrayed right. Wanda's grief. This is the scope. And I just love the fact that I got to see so many fans really taking their time with WandaVision, mm-hmm. being able to be like, okay, this was something that was involved in the comics. Like I watched comics explained and oh, same here. so many great breakdowns and help you to understand like, Hey, if you're not an avid comic reader, this is where they're pulling the material from, or they're doing a spin on the material right. from this callback of the episode. So it was beautiful. Like I just, uh, I, I couldn't get enough for the episode. I think I want to go back and really, watch each one again to yeah. see that I may have missed. Yeah, I mean and, and that's the that's the beauty that you can like I feel like for you and for me and for other people who were watching weekly, like we can go back and do that and really like appreciate it because we've we already we've already sat with the material the last nine weeks or excuse exactly. me the last eight weeks like really trying to break down like what does this mean? What is the significance of this right here? Because uh, I, I want to say the the Bewitched episode, for example, and it's very easy to miss. But like in the intro, when you saw Vision go through the uh, phase through the walls, and then phase from the top of the house down to the, the 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 living room, there if you if you pause at a very specific frame, you see the helmet that looks like the helmet of the Grim Reaper character from the comics, and yeah. like and stuff like that. That like you, it's very easy to miss if you're not if you're not paying attention or not looking for it or seeing like, um, um, I, I don't remember which episode it is seeing like the base from age of Ultron, the, the, the intro from age of Ultron on the, on the walls, um, in, in their house, you know, like it's stuff, it's stuff like that. That's, 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 it's so good. And I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to second your kudos to Marvel because they, they really, they, they really did their thing with this series and it, it, it was so like, it, 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 like it really reminded us just kind of how starved we were for new Marvel material because it's, it's, it's hard to think that it's legitimately been a year and a half since the last Marvel thing had come out. The last, the last MCU thing we saw was, uh, the, uh, Spider-Man far from home. Yep. Uh, the, the the end of phase three, the kind of setup with the world uh, post snap is like, and I I mean I mean I, I I don't really have a lot of bad to say. I don't have anything bad to say about I have um, about wine division. Um, but let let let's let's uh, let's transition and kind of get into some of the characters here. So you know like let's talk about Wanda herself. Because Wanda, like I personally, I think Wanda before this was a character who was kind of kind of nerfed, you know. Like she's a very very powerful uh, character yes. in terms of what she can do and the grand scope of it. And we kind of didn't really get to see that on display all the time between Age of Ultron, with her introduction in Age of Ultron and Endgame. 
And so this was very like I, I considered Wanda and Vision kind of like B list Avengers, like kind of on the same level as like Bucky and Winter Soldier, who oddly enough are also getting a show. And and I mean that in the sense not not to like denigrate them, but you know, like I, I was watching these movies because I really wanted to see Iron Man and, and Cap and Thor. You know, like like those were the guys that I was like, I was really like I, I need to see this for that. And, and like that, and their inclusion was just like, oh, okay, you know, Scarlet Witch and Visionary, cool. That's that's awesome. I, that's dope. Um, but this this series has really like really changed my um, opinion of Wanda. Yeah. It is it like she is a character that I am very interested in learning more about going forward. Like I I might be falling into the same vein as you and and go pick up some comics to like legitimately read about about scarlet witch the west um, cult avengers because because I, like i i am very intrigued and honestly i feel like anyone who has ever endured like like really bad trauma or grief like you were able to really empathize with with wanda because you know what it what it feels like to exactly. experience you know a loss on that level um, and, and, and experience loss on, on you know, multiple and, and to have um, long form trauma like it, it's been constant trauma from from uh, her younger days with her parents and the Stark missile to uh, her brother, you know, being shot to being experimented on uh, to uh, um, losing vision, losing vision now th- a third exactly. time. And. Like you can just really empathize with her, and, and like honestly, Elizabeth Olsen, like amazing, get this, get this amazing. woman an enemy. Get yes, this, get this woman an enemy, because I was kind of like whatever about her uh, her acting ability, but ever WandaVision really like puts that like it really puts it on display, because not every actor can pull off like can pull off the different eras and pull them off authentically and well and 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 display this character in different ways because of the eras but also uh similar enough that you know that this is still the same character so my question to you like how like talk about wanda like how did you feel about you know elizabeth olsen's portrayal in this series like what, like, what, what did you think? I really became a fan, to be honest. Like, I became more of a fan, um, definitely, of Elizabeth from this portrayal. Because, to be honest, I think Marvel was intentional in the fact that, you know, we saw Wanda, of course, like, in Endgame and Infinity mm-hmm. War and Age of Ultron. And we were introduced to her character that way. But I feel like for us to really go in depth with her story WandaVision was the perfect setup um I loved her in Age of Ultron I know like people were like Ugh, like okay she may be a villain you know her and Pietro but for WandaVision to be able to see a full scope of the traumas that she endured even from like the nuggets of the commercials that they had Mm-hmm. It was such a great setup to find out who she was. And I'm like, oh, once I got into the comics, I'm like, oh, finally, like we're going to be introduced to Scarlet Witch. And it just it was so exciting because it's like the build up is steady. 
you know, getting there. So it's like, now right. I'm just waiting. When will be the big reveal? So right. it's like, I'm just on the edge of my seat. And like you said, like peeling back those layers of trauma that she had to deal with, we all can relate to it. You know, when something gets so overwhelming that, you know, we lose control, we we lose it to a point where it's like it's overwhelming. And there was many callbacks to that, like her grief being so overwhelmed and how is she, right. you know, creating this hex and where did it come from? When did it start? So just to be able to see her, you know, because I mean, you know, they touched a little bit of it, of course, like in Infinity War and Endgame, but it's like to right. see the full spectrum mm-hmm. and the way they connected the dots was so just kudos to them. I just I can't give enough praise because it's not rushed. It was paced really well. Um, they created a great build up. Wanda just Wanda became one of my top characters now. Like from WandaVision, like just to know, you know, where she went as far as like the grieving was concerned, like what happened to her after. And I like how they show you like the timeline. Okay, this happened after Endgame. This is Mm -hmm. where she's been. So Wanda has become my top three of Marvel characters easily. Uh, uh, Listen, I I agree with that 110%. And you know what else about Scarlet Witch? Like, I really like that they've set her up to to have a much larger role in the MCU going forward, too. Yes. Uh, mostly because of that post-credit scene that I know we'll we'll talk about um in just in just a second here. Can but um I like one of the things I was always curious about once uh the Infinity Saga ended was how are they going to set up phase four and beyond? Because we knew Iron Man's dead. So, like, you you don't have Iron Man to rely on. Black Widow is dead. You don't have Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. You don't have Natasha's version of Black Widow to hold on to. Uh, Captain America is old and pretty much retired. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) so, like, you don't have you don't have Cap to, to really rely on. Hulk has sustained some really significant injury. And it doesn't appear like he's going to be able to fight anymore. So you don't really have him to rely on, too. So I was curious about what Marvel was going to do, because they, you, you knew that they were going to have to essentially form a new Avengers team. Which, when you think about WandaVision, like people, I've seen people ask, like, why aren't the Avengers helping? And it's like, well, right now, there are no Avengers. <laughs> like, old is dirt. And like yeah. you said, Iron Man is gone, so... Yeah, like there there are no Avengers right now. There's no Avengers team. And furthermore, what are any of them gonna be able to do about this? <laughs> wink wink, Doctor Strange. Well yeah. <laughs> well well he that's the thing. He's the only one and that's why like I personally thought he was gonna make like a cameo appearance or something. But also 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 uh thought about this too. Doctor Strange was snapped and it's been five years since you know, since he's been here. So I'm sure, like, because this is only three weeks after Endgame, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that he's spending time having to catch up on. It's, also, it's, can I share something with you? By all means. I would just like to say that Paul Bedney is a troll. <laughs> Paul 
Bedney is a troll because when I say he had the fans so riled up with a cameo appearance, we are at the we are just waiting with bated breath, like who will be the cameo appearance? Who is this somebody that he to work with? And when I tell you, I was just so excited. I said, it gotta be Dr. Strange because this is gonna set up the multiverse. It's going to set up the multiverse. And come to find out in an interview, he's like, oh, they're gonna be mad. It was me. <laughs> right? I'm like, this dude was trolling the entire time. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's but it's also it's also like it's, it's also a funny troll. But you know what? Like there was a there is a lot of merit to the Doctor Strange thing because when you really think about it, Vision and Doctor Strange have never really had any interaction in the MCU. Exactly. So because they haven't had any interaction in the MCU, it would stand the reason that they haven't actually worked together before. I mean, they've worked together in the technical sense of they've all been they've been in the same movie together, but they really haven't been like together um, as far as uh, no, as as far as uh, the the scenes are are concerned. So like all signs really kind of pointed to that. Yes. But you know, unfortunately, it, it it did end up not not being the not being the case. But I do think, though, on some level, on some level, you could argue that the uh, the fake Pietro was a pretty big cameo for the show because no one really thought it was that that, that was coming. You know? How did he turn into a Ralph Boner? I I mean, I understand I, because he's not. <laughs> He wasn't Quicksilver, and I get it because we were like mutants, mutants, mutants. Just give right. me the mutants. And but at the same time, Marvel, come on. <sighs> I, listen, here, allow me to talk my shit real quick, all right? Because <laughs> I, because I had been saying from the moment that he was introduced that he is not, he is not Quicksilver from the Fox movies. That Marvel is literally doing this to fuck with us as the viewer. Because, yes. because this show was very much about breaking the fourth wall. And there's a lot of dialogue that was not only messages towards the characters, but messages towards us as the audience. Because they, they were they were playing with us as the audience. We the audience was a part of the cast of this show. And that was, I think that was a very understated thing because you can argue who who represented the audience in the show uh darcy jimmy woo even monica on some on some level it but, was i love that actually i know a lot of people was like oh. but i love the fact that darcy could be like oh well as she was having the conversation with vision she's just like oh well you know this happened because you know um these events took place in Endgame and I just loved it. It was like a, a legit fan reaction and I yeah. enjoyed the part of the episodes because like Darcy brought something so dope to the scope of the episodes and yeah so that callback that she did and she when she was having conversations with Wu and then even with her conversations with Vision I was like hey that would be me talking like this took place in Endgame <laughs> 
And so I liked it. It was it was great for me. And it sets up it sets up a very, uh, an interesting thing that I think some people aren't talking about, which is we know we now know that Endgame is now like a publicly known thing. Like the events the events of Endgame are a publicly known thing. So people yeah. know that the Avengers fought Thanos. And like cuz I know people on some level probably were wondering like why did these people dust 5 years ago? Like what happened? Like what is going on? Where's the transparency? And it it, it shows that the Avengers or the remain the remaining Avengers as well as uh Sword and perhaps even the remnants of Shield um are being transparent with the public about these events. Like these are major, major level events. And I say that only because, well, I say that partially because I, I said I wasn't going to really bring up DC, but DC kind of did not do that with, yeah. with like the major event that happens in Wonder Woman 84. Like you would think when they got to like the when when the modern day timeline there would be like there would be some reference or callback to like this major world event that happened and that appears to not have uh, not have been the case. But, but no, I'm, I, I don't want to get too far off on the tra- on a on a tangent here. I do want to bring it back to Wandavision and uh, just speaking on the the well, actually no. Look, don't want to talk about Pietro or Vision now. I, well, since you mentioned since you mentioned uh, Mr. Boner, um, I, I this is, I I never thought he would do that because you, you want to know why? Because it was too it was too obvious of a thing. And yes. Marvel is not in the business of doing the too obvious thing. I know. Like no, none of us went into Infinity War thinking that they were going to lose and several of our heroes were going to die at the end of it. No, if you had polled everyone before that movie came out, n- nobody would have sworn that that was the end point. Exactly. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what direction, you know, as we went further into the series, I didn't know what direction that they would have him be like the character in the show. But it's just because he was prying and he was trying to get you know information from Wanda and you know you know he was like oh give you grief and you know talking about vision and you know cause a ruckus with the husband and you know hang out with the kiddos I kept wondering what would be his place in this show like I'm like okay is he is he with Agatha like I I was just, yeah. I wanted to know. That was the See, big mystery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the oh, M word. Let me tell you. Okay. I was one of the people on the Mephisto train. I will not lie to you. <laughs> I kept saying, hmm. It got to be a bigger force that's kind of like pulling the strings with Wanda because every episode I'm like, maybe she's the one that's fully controlling it. And then she's telling people that she has no idea how this is happening. And she would talk to vision and vision kind of like, what you saying? Seem a little sketchy. So I'm like, who is the bigger entity with Wanda? Like it has to set up the multiverse. And it kept being my callback. I was like, okay. And and, and to, to, to that point, there were a lot of Mephisto references all throughout this show. Like it was, it was, 
Marvel was very intentional about some of the uh, references uh, that that showed up all throughout the show. Like my my theory, because I because I I at one point I was on the Mephisto train. I'm not even a hundred percent completely off it because I do think there's a possibility that there could be more than one villain at play here going forward. Exactly. Um, oh, bigger question though. So. Would you say that you're still on the Mephisto train or could it be a possibility that we could be introduced to Cthone? That that you said it cuz that <laughs> I've I've been I've been on the Cthone train since since episode since Evan Peters showed up. The second he showed up I was like, "Oh, that's that's they're, they're doing the thing. They're doing the thing. That that's definitely Cthone." And like once the Halloween episode came out, and he seemed to be, as you said, like he was he was asking a lot about, you know, how she did it and, you know, saying that he was playing a role in all this. And that like it, it got me thinking to one, we know that Cathone possessed Quicksilver in the comics. Yes. That, that image went viral. Uh, I want to say during episode six, because people were really curious about if if he is he the guy because i mean if we're being honest there, there are three villains that people were were wondering about mephisto yep. nightmare and cathone yep. that, that's that th- those were the big three and honestly regardless of which one you really thought was behind it all there were references all throughout for for all of them which for me is in- indicative for me it's good storytelling because it means it it, t- it tells me that your your villain is not obvious, but you're driving interest and intrigue into who exactly it could be, and that tactic, when done right, works extremely well. And I think that's why Wandavision did so well. It definitely but, worked in their favor because, right. to be honest, I felt like if it was like Mephisto, it would have took away from the scope which were they were trying to focus on Wanda's grief the scope of her grief and I feel like a cameo like a dark entity like Mephisto I think would have taken away from what WandaVision was I mean it would have been great don't get me wrong because I'm still on the train but um I I I think I more so enjoyed that it was just Agatha you know like I enjoyed that it was Wanda and Agatha like to be honest like I know that we all were like oh well so this gotta be the finale so let, let's let's hope for this this Mephisto trying to pull up to the station <laughs> but but I will say I still think they were very I still think every all those easter eggs though were very intentional just yes, because just because they didn't do the reveal during WandaVision does not mean that there won't be one Eventually, that there won't there won't be one uh, perhaps Spider Man that comes out in December, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on too. Um, is it is it, it you know could something pop up in in the Loki show since we know Loki mm-hmm. is going to be hopping to hopping Let's between see. universes and time travel? So like there, I mean there, there's there's a like there's a lot of different options here. Hell, even in, even that final scene with Wanda, we know it's <gasps> a red the dark hold. Which is which for me, that's the, that's the biggest red flag that could thrown. But 
if you remember hearing the boys hearing hearing the boys kind of um hearing the voices of the boys still makes me think that Mephisto may be a possibility because there are things that are unexplained from the show like where exactly the boys came from and why Wanda's magic did not work on them it worked on literally everything else but the stork, also, the stork and the boys were the two things that Wanda's magic could not affect. Also, do you remember in the finale, you know, before, like, the hex was starting to close in on them? And she was like, thank you, boys, for choosing me to be your mom. And I'm like, huh? Phrasing. Like, yeah, phrasing. Hmm. Thank you for choosing me. Yes. Hmm. They got me. Like they got my wheels turning. Yeah, like, cause that that feels that feels like it was it was very deliberate. Yes. Just like just like uh, Ag- Agatha's line in episode two, the devil's in the details. Well, that's not the only place he is. So, or or the commercial from episode one, where uh, on the toaster, if you flip that image upside down and reverse it, it says six six six. Like oh. there were there were Mephisto images all, all throughout right. the show. Yes. Like that, like that. It's why, it's why I, I don't rule them out. Even the use of the use of the color red, because that's the color, that's the color associated with him. Even exactly. the use of the color red. Think about the the last thing we saw in that credit scene. It didn't fade to black. It faded to red, and so then red. to the credits. Oh, so I can't like, wait. So like, my theory. One of, one of the theories I have, potentially. Is what if because we know the MCU does doesn't do comic stuff like uh, exact. They did do they did they did with Vision, which was which was awesome. The ship of Theseus problem was straight out of the comics. That was awesome. Um, but I I am curious if perhaps there's some sort of like MCU version of the Fear Lords that's that that's going to be happening with uh, Mephisto. Nightmare and Cthone, all Amazing. working in conjunction, uh, perhaps to take over not only this particular universe, but take over or not the the the, the universe where our, where our heroes exist, but the other ones as well. There could be because we know for based on what we know, excuse me, Mephisto. I mean, um, Cthone himself is kind of trapped between dimensions. So he himself cannot travel to Earth. What I've read about exactly. in the comics is this thing is uh, he possesses people. Yes, he does. And so, like, and, and, and this also kind of leans into what I think is going to happen to Wanda, because I do think at the end of WandaVision that she is on, like, the backside of Wondergore Mountain, the place where Cthone is uh-huh. sealed. Good point, yes. The place where Cthone is sealed, and th- by being so close at this point, she could be subject to his possession because something out of the comics was Wanda being possessed by him. And you know who helped Wanda break free of that? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yes, because so, he has to, because Doctor Strange is basically guarding, like, okay, you know, what evil forces, you know, we're trying to. We're trying to keep the evil forces at bay. So it's just like, it's so many theories and just who can be the villain. 
Like, I just, I know that Wanda has this great potential, but I'm like, it, right. it has to be somebody else. I'm just not going to be with it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm with you. And, and, and honestly, I think, I do think Cathone, like for me, Cathone is like, is, is the obvious choice. I'm just curious if they're also, like, are they going to, like, set up, you know, Mephisto as well to perhaps, if not be part of Doctor Strange 2, maybe set up for further, further down the line also. Exactly. Because I, I do, I mean, like, think of it. Cthone is the god of chaos. He, in the comics, yes. he, he um, cursed Wanda as a child, which is why she has the chaos magic, why she can, she has the abilities that she, that she has. That's why she's fated to become the Scarlet Witch as she, exactly. as she's known. There are there are so many like it's it's extremely possible that this is what they're setting up uh, for 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 uh, for him going forward for Wanda going forward in in Doctor Strange too that, like it just like everything for me it it fits it fits in place that Cathone or at least a version of him feels like the the yeah. obvious the obvious thing yeah. because by bringing in Doctor Strange. You not only bring in Doctor Strange to, you know, to you know calm Wanda down from the possession I think she'll be under, and also handle Cthone, um, but then you also set up Doctor Strange teaching Wanda, or like Wanda serving under him as kind of a mentor, because she herself said her because her powers are innate. She's never learned she's like she's never learned spells or like how to exactly. conjure certain things, how to do certain things within it. And with Doctor Strange being the Sorcerer Supreme, regardless of the fact that she is stronger than him, he would know how to control it, how to manifest certain things, how to perhaps even change her destiny of, of destroying the world. I think all of these are, are on the table because I think ultimately, I think that's ultimately where they're going to end up by the end of Doctor Strange 2, which is Wanda working in conjunction with uh with Doctor Strange um to, and and it, to learn how to do her magic. Exactly. And I think and I think that will ultimately also lead to some version of vision coming back. And I think what, so too because she said um what was the last line? Um did she she said something along uh, I mean he said something along the lines of this won't be our our last goodbye or, you know, we'll say hello again or something like that. So I'm like, hmm. And it had me to think, like, what happened to the white vision? I, I, got, I And you know what? I have so many questions. Um, you know, what happened that, to the white vision? So I'm you like, know what? That's a, good, that's a good transition point. Because we should talk about vision in particular. Because vision for me in this show was also kind of like a B-list character. Um, but I, I think getting kind of the backstory of the romance between him and Wanda, like it really enhanced it. Like it, it really showed why, like why they love each other and like <clears throat> what makes their dynamic and their relationship so, so, so great. And like, I don't know about you, but I am a fucking sap for romance. Me so. Too. I, I like I wanted to tear up when when he said you know we'll say we'll what say hello again. And I'm like damn it, <laughs> it's like what damn it, vision. 
when he was like, what is grief if love persevered? Right? I'm like, dog, come on. Come on, fam. You 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 got me out here being wild emotional on a Friday morning. It's not even 7 o'clock. I have not had my coffee yet. And I'm over here, like, getting emotional. Like It was beautiful. It was beautiful. He, shout out to Paul Bettany as oh, well because he did an amazing job. Despite, I mean, despite his, his troll job, but he also perfectly encapsulated, like, the dad in each of these eras. He did. And, okay. And, Especially with Agnes. Yeah, 110%. <laughs> and I really enjoy. I, I really enjoyed, like, Vision became a, a favorite. And, like, the, the, the white Vision, oh, my goodness. So, like, I, I haven't, I never read the comics of, of it. But I read Let's the pan- I, yeah I read I read I read the panels, um of uh when he when he is with Scarlet Witch, and uh, Wanda is like, you know you have you have to tell our children you know <laughs> like, you know that you're you're not dad, and I was like damn that's oh, so savage, but like, so my it question, was definitely like, a nod to the comics I would say because. Mm-hmm. You know how he was broken apart. So, uh, you have to... Okay, so when Wanda comes and she's, you know, trying to get his body because she wants to bury him, right? So, him being split apart like that, I knew that Hayward... It felt just like a trap, like just send her in there, you know? Because he's saying that Wanda took his body, blah, blah, blah. But, really, you know, he's saying that because he has his... I feel like his own agenda. So I don't think that he, I know people were saying like he was a cover up for, you know, Ralph and, you know, all of these theories. But I just feel like he was self serving because, like, you know, you creating a white vision. So um, you want to make a sentient weapon and all of that. So I like that they did pull from the comics where they were like, okay, he was split apart. And, like, she's like, oh, I can't feel you. Like, I thought this scene was very beautiful, too. And just to have that introduction of That was a nice vision, callback, too. Yes. That was a very awesome callback. Yes. I loved it. And, like, Hayward was interesting because, I I mean, I, I didn't like him. At all. I, 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 was, I, I was so curious because, like, on some level, I was like, could he potentially be a scroll? Because like I don't really get the source of the ant- the antagonism towards Wanda and powered people in general. Good point. You know? So like I was wondering like is he is he a scroll and like not a scroll that's a good scroll like in the sense of uh like uh like Talos, yeah, um, or uh, uh, Monica's friend uh, from from Captain Marvel, his, Captain uh, Marvel, his Talos's yeah. daughter, yeah. Is he a scroll? Then I was like, okay, not off the table, but possibly. Then I wondered, like, is he a version of, um, I can't even think of the dude's name, but there's a character in X-Men who is, like, very antagonistic towards mutants. Um, and so, like, I was wondering, like, is is Hayward, like, a version of that character um, uh, in the MCU? Like, someone who is, who wants to oppress and bring down superpowered people like is is it a version of that i wondered you know is he someone who could perhaps be 
under the control of a Chathone or Mephisto or whomever. I had, I had several different ideas, but I mean, I don't, it's possible that he's not any, he's literally just not any of them. Um, and he is just an, an asshole for sword. Yes. I think it, it was just an asshole for sword. And yeah. I just felt so victorious when Darcy was just like, Hey, here's the truck. Meet the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got what he deserved and I, I also wondered what his place would have been as far as the MCU but it just seemed as further we got along it's just like I think he was just an asshole so I, I don't know Um, it just seemed like he just yeah. I mean wanted like, to create white vision like yeah. have a part in it so right because if you think about it so the the meaning of sword changed. You know, there's sentient weapons. Yep. And so it made me wonder <clears throat> whether, like, he wanted to start like a version of the Sentinels. You know, like based on the design. Like, if like if he showed that he could make a version of Vision that worked, you know, get the materials and start mass producing them and and use that instead of actual agents. So I wondered, like, if that was kind of what was behind it. But I, I want to ask you this. Where do you think White Vision went? I because I, I have an idea of where he could where he could go based on um, vision, you know, kind of uh, opening his third eye <laughs> 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 and uh, and seeing the uh, the memories of um, you know everything one his memories of, of everything that happened. Yes. So, like, I wondered if. Well, I'll, 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 okay, I'll, I'll save my point. I, I do want to ask you this: where, like, where do you think he went? Like, is there a comic reference point you can think of, or just a, a theory in general of like where you think he disappeared to? To me, I'm wondering: could he be in a like a different point of like a different dimension or something? Um, because like with, I guess I call him regular vision, <laughs> regular vision, die vision. Um, you know, he went back to Wanda, but it's just kind of like, where did white vision took off? Because, you know, um, the transferal of memories and stuff like, like that. I'm wondering, did he go into his own little pocket of reality? Um, that's pretty much as far as I theorized. I was like, you know, especially if she's going to you know, meet him again, you know, if that's not going to be their final goodbye. Like, I'm just like, I'm wondering, could it be a potential where they reunite in Multiverse of Madness? Or, I don't know, I thought about that. Yeah, so my my, my thing would be, so like, I, I looked at it from this perspective. White Vision, is a he, he's emotionless, he would want answers. That's what made the, the, show, the whole ship of Theseus thing so great. Because Vision realized that he didn't actually need to fight White Vision if he is the same as him on some level. He needed to show him by introducing a logical a logic problem, which is exactly. brilliant. That's a brilliant thing. So my guess is I think White Vision is going to seek out Bruce Banner. And he's going to want to do that because he's going to want answers because we know 
in the MCU, Vision was the creation of Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. He Vision would have the knowledge of Tony being dead based on Wanda having been at the funeral and knowing all the events of Endgame. So I think based on knowing that, White Vision would want answers. And Tony's dead, so Bruce would is the next logical the next logical step into kind of figuring out, well, who am I? What am I? And and kind of perhaps sending him down an, an arc of, you know, becoming uh, uh, becoming uh, Vision, the Vision we know again. There's, um like, just to draw a parallel, they did a storyline similar to this in season four, season four or season five of Supergirl with the character Brainiac, who essentially is kind of like the DC version of, of, uh, of vision. Yeah. Um, and they, they did a similar thing where he, you know, he, he's, he was in love with dreamer and all this and that. And then he ultimately ended up getting rebooted and he turned into just his factory settings where he showed he had no emotion he was just very logical. He had no attachment to anyone, no nothing or anything like that. And then kind of towards the end, you know, he was able to kind of unlock that part of himself that still retains like uh, that or that contained like the, 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 the emotions that made that made vision vision. So or excuse me, that made brainiac brainiac. So I wonder with vision, if that's going to be the trajectory that they're going down, whether because think about the the other last line that vision said, you know, mm-hmm. I've been this, I've I've been that. Who knows what I will be next? Now, what I will tell you is that my original theory before you know, Paul Ben is trolling. <laughs> so when he mentioned the cameo, <clears throat> and when we saw White Vision. My mind did go to James Spader and say, oh, what if they bring back Ultron? And then I was like, eh, maybe not. But that was my original theory. But then after the fact, I believe it is West Coast Avengers still. Um, White Vision was, like you mentioned, emotionless. He didn't mm-hmm. have memories of being in love with Wanda. And um, so I think that they did do a good job as far as like White Vision having this um talk with regular vision right and um i i'm just curious as to see you know when they will reunite and in what way because like right. if he's in his own little you know pocket of dimension he's trying to gain more knowledge about the events that occurred and everything i just kind of wonder where they're going to take the story with that one because i'm kind of like hmm it seems more of a mystery to me like i need to see more so but i like that he disappears so i feel like that there is still hope for him and wanda so yeah i'm excited to see where that goes yeah i and i wouldn't i wouldn't have liked i wouldn't have liked if it were ultron Mm -hmm. like i i kind of i kind of like it just being white vision because i mean because they 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 kind of they really nerfed Ultron. Like Ultron literally could have been a Thanos level threat if uh, if they wanted to go down the tra- the uh, trajectory of making him that, but they didn't. Yeah, because the reason why I said that was because 
you remember like <clears throat> Vision having the discussion with Ultron and they're having their back and forth and then they're in the forest. Now it kind of pans away and you see like this bright light, but it's like, did you did you off Ultron or did you you know what happened with that? And I think that Marvel did that on purpose. I'm not sure, but I just was like, okay, so is it a chance for Ultron to come back in some kind of way? Right. Or maybe not. But also, I specifically remember that part. Right. And and also remember when the last shot we saw of Ultron, he was missing his entire left arm. Exactly. What's the first thing White Vision did when he was activated? He looked at his left arm. So like that that it, that felt like that it was a real possibility because of that. He could come back. That that he that it could be that, but I, I like I just I I don't I don't I don't really know, um, but but I do think he's gonna he's gonna end up with um, he's gonna end up with um, with Bruce Banner. I'm just curious because I know that largely what Marvel is trying to do is kind of transition into the next phase. So like the next time we actually see the Avengers. It's going to be an entirely different team. It's going to be yeah. an entirely different squad with some mainstays that I feel like we'll, we will have seen before. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me to still see Wanda and Vision, see Doctor Strange. Now it's, I'm wondering, though, mm-hmm. because when we heard that call, like, from Billy and Tommy, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, okay, we're going to get another Wiccan in, in speed is it going to be like a young Avengers? Because I think I I I 100% think that's what's going to happen. Dope. Because if you really think about it, look at all of the characters we're getting introduced in the next uh, in the next two years. Think about um, Cassie Lang is being introduced. Yes. Kate Bishop is being introduced. Ironheart is being introduced. Miss Can- Marvel is is being introduced. Um, uh, we saw Wicked and Speed here. I, I think that they're going to age themselves up. And then, uh, the, so when we see them in Doctor Strange 2, because I'm 100% sure they're in Doctor Strange 2, I really do think that they're they're going to be aged up again. And this time, they'll be the same age as all of these other characters um, yes. that we know that we know are coming. America Chavez is is also... Um, going sorry. to be in Ant Man three, uh-huh. so or um, no, I'm sorry, in uh, in Doctor Strange two. There we go. So, so we like we know a ton of these uh, a, a ton of these characters are coming up. It feels like they're trending towards Young Avengers. Um, Ooh, that would be so awesome. So like I I I would be very I would be very excited to 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 see that because it it does feel like it's um it's going down that going down that path. All right, so let's let's trans let's transition here to another character who I feel like captured the hearts of black <laughs> nerds everywhere. Yes. Captured the hearts and 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 whatnot of, of black nerds everywhere. Yes. That was the introduction of adult Monica Rambo. Now mm-hmm. let me just say this up front. Tiana Paris is fine as fuck. <laughs> let me just <laughs> Let me she just say, gorgeous. just straight up. She's gorgeous. Just, oh. my goodness. 
Her hair. Like, if she wants to experiment her powers on me, like by oh, all means, I by will. all means, I will be your test subject. Please, <laughs> please, please. Oh, all right. Goodness. Just saying. But I mean, one of the real stars of of Wandavision was was Monica, and seeing her her arc, um, because it's the first time we we see her since Captain Marvel, and based on the comics, we all know what happens to Monica Rambeau. Like we yes. we know that she gets powers. Oh, and, I loved it. And. Oh, I mean, there's there's literally so much to say. So, like, what what were your impressions of Monica, um, like when we first met her, and like, how did you feel that she did over the course of this series? I will not lie, I was shrieking. Okay, from the moment where we saw the scene where she snaps back, you know, after Thanos, you know, snapped half the population, and like her coming into this series, it did break my heart because it's like. You reappearing after the snap. You find out about your mom. Uh, that just, oh, that just broke my heart. And to go back to hey, ugh, to go back to Hayward and have this conversation, and you're stuck in a in a hex, and you like, what is going on? So, I think from the very start, I kind of had a little inkling, but I was like. Mm, Geraldine. I, yeah. <laughs> Geraldine. I'm like, hmm, okay. Something seems a little off. So right. th- the introduction to her was also so dope. And I, I just, I fangirled out when she dropped down and you could see like the energy and her powers coming to fruition. And I said, oh. Marvel, kudos to you, okay? And I liked how she had this stance where, you know, to her, Wanda wasn't a bad guy, you know? So for her to be on the other side of the spectrum while Hayward's like, oh, we got to do this to contain Wanda and all of that, it's kind of like, you know, Monica, like, hold on now. So I just loved her introduction. It was, it was amazing because if you call back to Captain Marvel, you're like, oh, you okay, we see her as a little girl, but when does she reappear? And she comes back in WandaVision. So, I just have hair envy. I just wanted yeah, to say and, and, you know, and speaking <laughs> on that, shout out to Marvel, because Tiana Paris did say that um, Marvel got her a team of black women to handle her hair and her makeup and her wigs and everything for the show. And you hear, it's funny because you, you hear so many horror stories of black actors on sets and having to deal with people who, uh, who don't hair. know how to, who don't know how to do anything with their hair or their makeup. So they end up looking really weird or really greasy or their wigs don't fit right. And Lord knows, if anyone knows anything about black women, you cannot be out here with with your Listen. wig all fucked up. That just okay. that that can't that can't happen. No, right? We we have That's to the, have the hair like, laid. Right, like you you can't be out here with the I only hang out with white people wig on, you know, because that just that just that's just not the that's just not the way. So like Marvel deserves a lot of a lot of props for that because you know that that could have gone very very wrong. Now, let me ask you this. 
because this is something that people have speculated on because of the because of um with because of how she got powers do you think that she already had something inside of her prior to the hex happening because a question um i have i have a theory that I feel like could explain some of the things we saw in WandaVision, but I want to get your thoughts. <clears throat> so, you know, we talked about it already. Keyword here, mutants. But, uh, <laughs> so, as she's passing, you know, back through the hex, right? Now, I feel that, you know, by her passing through it, and you know how she had the x-ray done, like, I feel that she had powers already, and the hex like activated it because I feel like maybe she had like an X gene hint hint. Um, so I feel like she had the X gene, and like as she passed through it again to um to go back and to talk to Wanda is when the hex was like bam, you know it's it's your turn. I feel like she really kind of already had her powers because of the X rays just showing the beam of light. So, you know, I think they were already activated, but they really came into play with their final entrance into the hex. Like her going back and forth was just further activating it. So, yeah, because they say they rewrote her DNA. Yes. Like, it it makes me like CMBR, cosmic microwave background radiation. I think that's the key word that that really explains it. Because we know it was a thing when they were talking, when her and Hayward were talking about space. We know, like, that's that's a thing. It's also, if you remember the old, uh, the very, like, the first uh, Fantastic Four movie, yeah, uh, the exactly. one with Chris Evans as, as the Human Torch, like, they, they specifically mentioned that there. Like, um, they, uh, they mentioned it um, in one of the scenes from that film. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, with that being said, I think that, Both that, you know, being around Captain Marvel and, like, interacting with her the way that they did, it's probably the thing, like, that radiation on some level probably gave Maria the cancer that killed her. And I think think that's probably why Monica... One of the reasons Monica probably has a huge issue with Carol, along with the fact that... I knew you would go there. Along with the fact that... (laughs) And this is why I think the other thing is... They're supposed to be best friends, and Carol hadn't been back to Earth since then. Exactly. Which also means that look she gave like. Yeah, which which probably means that uh, Monica was upset that her mom was going through all of this, and Carol was nowhere to be found. Yep. Where was Carol? You know, like Carol was nowhere to be found. So, I think that that's I think that that could be explained. So like the same radiation. That you know that caused uh, Maria to develop cancer later in life could also have been uh, exposed to Monica at that young age because she was also around Captain Marvel. And what that did? Because wasn't Rhodey the one that was like, was that an Endgame or Infinity War? I'm sorry, them two movies kind of run together for me sometimes. Uh, where he was like, oh, so where you've been? And oh, it's Endgame. Yeah. So 
he was just like, where are you being? And, you know, he was like, she was like, it's the other planets out here that, you know, have threats going on. So it just kind of made me think about that particular scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that radiation uh, combined with the chaos magic is what led to Monica developing powers. Because, I mean, I could even foresee a scenario that perhaps Monica may have developed a cancer late in life, too, because of that, because of the same radiation from uh, when she was younger. And and now instead of that, because of the chaos magic, excuse me, and having her uh, DNA rewritten because of it, Boom. Photon. Ha ha. The the name she'll most likely the name she will most likely have. Now I'm like I'm I'm really curious to see what's going to what's next for Monica because honestly, I I think I'm 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 very excited to see her in Captain Marvel two. But now let me put my my theory hat, my tinfoil hat on here. All right. I think that Monica is going to be set up to become a Nick Fury like figure in the MCU. Hmm. I think Continue. I think because we saw in the post credit scene with the, the, the scroll that came, someone mm-hmm. wants to meet with her, wants to meet with her. And I think Nick Fury, the Nick Fury. We know okay, we, okay. Nick Fury's Nick Fury is in space. So I think that you already have the connection there because they uh, they saw each other uh, back in Captain Marvel. You know that Nick would have obviously worked in tandem on some level with Maria yep. um, the, the the entire time. Would uh, would also be familiar with Monica because Monica is also part of Sword. Yes, she is. And, That's why that makes sense. That does make sense. Yes. And I, I feel like, I feel like she's going to show up at some point in like I think she'll be in the Secret Invasion show. That's not confirmed. I, just, I personally just think they that's were, where she's going to end up. That's why. That's why they did. That's why they did the the post credit scene. Like someone wants to meet with you. Well, she they're going to meet in Secret Invasion. <laughs> um. So I think I think that'll that'll be it too. And I think just going forward, it's going to lead into, um, it's, it's going to lead into, uh, her getting a much larger role. Cause I, I don't think they'll just reduce her to just, you know, not, to not using, not using her powers or anything. Like I'm These not saying fans that. would lose it. Okay. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I would be right there with them, but I, but I do think that they'll set her up to have like that, that Nick Fury style of, of leadership in terms of intelligence and keeping track of, of things and the way that they work. And I think it'll especially work because in Captain Marvel 2, she'll probably repair her uh, uh, relationship with, with Carol. Carol, and yep. Carol, and Carol will help her use her powers. And then you can truly set up like the dynamic I think the MCU has wanted, which is they want to be able to do space stuff, and they also want to be able to do Earth stuff. And having someone like Monica in that role would allow you to do both because Captain Marvel is not going to be on Earth. She's going to be, you know, elsewhere in the universe doing the stuff that she's doing. Monica having that connection to Carol makes it obvious she'd be able to get intelligence and information and so on and so forth. Same token, uh, Monica would be uh, could uh, would still be on Earth and would be able to uh, help the Avengers. Miss Marvel, 
whomever else needs needs help from an earthbound place, uh, from an earthbound perspective, and it would allow it would allow them to be able to to have a link between these two separate things. You know what? I hadn't really taken that into account. So that is actually a very good theory. I think that will actually happen because yeah. Um, I knew that her becoming Photon would definitely play a bigger part in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was just wondering to what extent, like, would she show up, you know, besides being in Captain Marvel 2? Because I know that she definitely became a fan favorite. So to try to diminish her role, I could not ever see that happening with Marvel. So I'm just waiting to see where she goes. I mean, like, like, I, I... You know what's the what's the saying? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yes. Like I don't think Marvel is necessarily stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like I think they 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 didn't plan for the success of Black Panther and were completely wild when they realized that the Black Dollar was very <laughs> was very powerful. popular yes. and very powerful in terms Black of Black making Dollars that movie matter. a success. Hashtag. You know, like. <laughs> So I, I think that Marvel, knowing that and knowing that Black Panther 2 is still going to be made and whatnot, I think they they know that and they're going to set up something for Monica to be very vital going forward because they they I'm sure they realized how um, how successful uh, the show was because people because of people's excitement for Monica. Like yes. I mean, I, like we were all watching for Wanda and Vision, obviously. Like, don't get that twisted. But a lot right. of us were also watching for Marvel, uh, for um, for Monica, well, and it, and it really shows. Yeah, and and it, like and think and just think about it. You're uniting older fans who maybe don't care as much about the MCU because they grew up on the comics. Comics, yeah. Um, but now they're getting a live adaptation of the Captain Marvel they grew up with. And well, let me tell you. And I will be purchasing that Monica Rambeau Funko Pop. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I already, already bought, mine won't be here till May. But I'm here for it. Um, yes, I pre-ordered mine. Too. And 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 like you, then you're also you're also uniting the older fans with newer people who may not have known that this character ever existed. Like, oh, there's this super powerful, super strong black woman. With these energy abilities, who's kind of an OP level character, like holy shit. <laughs> and we want we want more of that. Great about Marvel too is because you know if you're a avid a comic reader, of course, you know you may have some issues or something with the MCU because you wanted to follow the comics, you know, some kind of way. But to right. be able to see those elements incorporated into the cinematic universe, I think that's dope on Marvel's part because they're still pulling from the comics and placing Easter eggs in there. So it's kind of like if you're a comic reader, it's like, oh, I recognize that or oh, I recognize that. And then if somebody's just, you know, strictly maybe like a MCU, participating in the MCU, that makes right. you be curious about oh i want to know the backstory of this character like they was introduced to monica rambo that will make people want to go and read the comics so 100%. i like that marvel is very strategic in that type of way absolutely 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 and i'm i'm just i'm excited for more monica more tiana paris like 
Of course. Uh, just yeah, just give me give me all of it. Inject all of the the Monica Rambo in my veins, please. I don't I don't need blood. Just just right in there. Cool. <laughs> so uh, we'd be remiss to 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 not talk about the big bad of Wandavision. Not not the one we theorized. Ooh. Not the one we theorized, but the 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 one that we got. And I'm you not saying that in the negative thing? sense. Hmm. Not saying that in the negative sense, but. <laughs> We have to give, have to absolutely have to give our flowers to Catherine Hahn for her depiction of Agatha Harkness. Amazing actress, amazing. Just, she deserves all of the flowers that flowers. that that Elizabeth Olsen also deserves for her portrayal because you could not have like I, I really feel like if you had put this in like the 60s and like aired this on Nick at Night 15 years ago, like episodes one and two, that people would not have been like, they would not have known that, um, that this was made in 20, in 2019, 2020. It came out in 2021. Like Kat, like Agnes or Agatha, she like Catherine Hahn played the fuck out of, uh, her Did role. A beautiful job. A beautiful job. Cause you just looking at her like, Oh, she's just a nosy neighbor. Hmm. Okay. You know, off, I mean, listen, she pulled off the nosy neighbor role just so team. well, just from her expressions, uh, just her, the, the, her mannerisms, the way she spoke, like that enthusiasm, like, I gotcha. You know, like, like, oh, just all of it. It was, it was just, it was just, it was super perfect. And even, even the, even the transition and like, uh, what was it? Episode, uh, five when, you know, when she did the whole, Hey, uh, you know, it's like, do, do, do you want to start? Do you want to do it again? Do you want to start from the top? You, right, like, the top? just the just the transition, yeah. like while filming of going between in character, then out of character, but then character, and then well, back to in what? character. Like, it's it's just but like you know what? Marvel does such a great job. And when I tell you that, because um, oh my goodness, his name is on the tip of my tongue but it's failing me right now um one of vision's co-workers i can't remember his name but you remember when vision was oh, trying, I know you're trying talking to find about, out I know you're talking about, yeah. yes when vision yes norm so when norm you know was that back into himself and then he came out of the trance and he's like oh my god help me and then vision zapped him back in the level of acting in this series was just so good phenomenal so good i mean like i i'm i'm constantly in awe of people who can who who can who can do that so well because it really feels like it would be very easy to fall short of perfection um or fall short of even being good in in doing that and i mean i gotta say like as much as we were theorizing um, about Mephisto and and uh, uh, Cthone and whomever, the the reveal of it being Agatha all along, Chef Kiss brilliance. Let me tell you this song, okay? I made it into a ringtone. I found a trap music ringtone. <laughs> but of course, what what other what 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 other way can what what better way could you have found to do it? I mean, just the epic level of just. Her showing us the transitions of, hey, 
you know, I was at the talent show and hey, I was here. And for the longest with Herb, it bothered me. Herb bothered me because I just was like, why is he standing at this this gate just sawing through it? I, I, I It bothered me because I said something bigger has to be at play here. And I know that a lot of fans was like, hey, girl, we know what Agnes is short for. So just to find out that big reveal and just the theme song yeah. was so cool. Yeah. So I loved it. Oh. You, you know, you know, what was really brilliant about the, the theme music also that it was all played in like with the same notes, just rearranged. You can mm-hmm. play virtually each one of those, each one of the, every intro song with the exact same keys. So beautiful. And so good. And how's this? How's this for a reference? And I wish I could see your face as I say this. So the people, the people who did the music uh, for, uh, for, for WandaVision did an interview, I think right before the finale aired, right? Um, Bobby Lopez and Kristen, and Kristen Anderson Lopez um, they they are they've I mean they've they've done um, a number of other Disney songs like uh, Frozen's Let It Go and uh, Remember Me from Coco. So listen to this quote: We put a tritone in the main theme, which is considered the devil's interval, and it might feel creepy, sometimes dreamy. Oh, that was a perfect balance, man. Wow. Like, like, that just, like, again, Mephisto Easter eggs all over. Very intentionally putting something called the Devil's Interval. Like, it just goes to, it just shows the level of detail with these shows. This is is very brilliant. And, like, I, I. to 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 take it back to Agnes too, um, the, like Catherine Hahn as a villain, like I want more of that. Like I am personally very glad that she didn't die at the end of Wandavision because Me? I want mm-hmm. more of of that. I want more of that interaction between her and um, and uh, Wanda. Like I loved their dynamic. What what did she say? I'll be seeing you around. And that felt like not, a promise not if, to me. Not, not, if I see, not if I see you first. You first. Yes, that sounds like a promise to me. I am anticipating that, okay? Because if she was working with the dark hold, and then, of course, you know, um, Wanda has it now. Like, right. I just, I want to see them back at work because that final showdown. It was It was so dope. And it was, <sighs> it was fucking brilliant. Because this also highlighted that Wanda is is a very smart tactical character in terms of being able to learn on the fly. Because she only learned about runes the episode prior to using them uh, to using them to undo um, uh, to, to bring or to defeat uh, Agatha. Nix is being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's love that commercial. That commercial. Which which speaks to yeah which which speaks to that thing that that uh, the, the the commercial the Nexus commercial. You know what that you know I realized? If you pay attention to every single episode, when she goes previously on One Division, it goes to like this cheery voice, 
and it's like as the episode starting to get like more sinister and creepy it starts to go previously on WandaVision right previously on WandaVision I said how intentional is Marvel like kudos just to the, them just the, the the tiniest the tiniest the tiniest of details there yes. it's I mean it's it's I mean it is it is truly amazing I mean honestly it is it I mean they they did such a good job with this series I I personally like will recommend this to to anyone, um, whether you're a casual viewer of the MCU or um, an avid fan, as the two of us obviously are. I mean, there are just so many so many great 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 moments in this. Um, the 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 storytelling was very rich, um, and and honestly, it does the it does the thing that all of the best Marvel movies do, which is it makes you uncomfortable as far as certain characters because if you think of it like if you think about it like people have been and marvel shows that they're not one yeah that they're showing that that these care that these things are not they're not one dimensional you know what i'm saying like wanda within this series is both the hero and the villain depending on Mm -hmm. your perspective and if you think back so many, uh, the, so many uh, recent Marvel villains have been sympathetic villains, where you can kind of understand or relate to them on some on some level. Uh, Killmonger, Hela, on some level, even Thanos. Even though I think people who sympathize with Thanos are wrong. Yes. Um, but all that being said, like I, 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 you know, this this carries on and even though we didn't spend a ton of time with Agatha and we we recently just learned her backstory I think that they are going to do more with her character and we'll get more layers peeled back to learn about like well what does she want these what does she want these powers for like was is it a greed, just, is it a greed thing you know can like I just make a side note no, go ahead. okay so in the comics because I started being really really interested in Agatha so they were talking about how like you know she's been around for so long um kind of like thor but she's been around longer so during the salem witch trials it's like you know where we kind of get a scope of who agatha is but i like that for the show they tied her into like her mom and this coven and i thought that was such a dope like backstory for her like she has these elements that she's pulling from that she's getting the magic from and i just love it i just love that they will pull certain elements but they being their own story so it's like i like this backstory that was it was dope absolutely and Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get more, um, get more from from all from uh, from Agatha and uh, Wanda and Vision and just all of these great characters. Hopefully more from from Jimmy and Darcy because Ooh, I enjoyed both of them. And honestly, I well it's, well I would I would one hundred percent watch a spinoff with oh. them because someone did on on Twitter someone did pitch. Doing an X Files style show where Jimmy and Darcy go investigate just like weird shit that happens in the MCU, and I I, I, so much potential, so so much 
so much potential there. Also, did not know how fine Kat Dennings was before watching this show. So she is gorgeous. She so is gorgeous. Just like yeah, just yeah. She, <laughs> I cannot fault you on that one. She is yeah. gorgeous. But you know, uh, speaking of shows, since uh, I'm gonna use that as a transition point to kind of just talk about the future of the MCU as a whole, because mm-hmm. I sent I sent you I sent you this image. We have. 10 property, 10 projects that are coming out just this year between WandaVision, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, uh, What If, Hawkeye, and Miss Marvel. And that's on the TV side. That's not even including Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, Can I tell you which ones I'm excited about? Uh, for sure. For we'll, sure. We'll, we'll, no, no. We'll definitely get into that in a second. But like, there, I mean, and just look at next year. Next year, Doctor Strange two, Thor four, yes. Black Panther two, Captain Marvel two, Ant Man three, mm-hmm. uh, the She Hulk series, the Moon Knight series, potentially the Blade series are going to be good next year. Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to come out late next year. So like, we're getting a lot of stuff now. Before now, like. WandaVision has kind of given us a glimpse into the level of quality we we can expect as far as the storytelling, as far as the pacing, as far as the surprises and the reveals and the action. And WandaVision didn't always oh, didn't have a ton of action, but based on Falcon and Winter Soldier's trailers, it looks like that's going to more than make up for it. So, just looking out across the spectrum of all of this media we have coming up like what are you looking forward to from from Marvel? Because, like I said, there is a lot. Mutants. <laughs> Let me stop. But um, I'm definitely ready to see how they play with the multiverse. Um, because you know I mentioned like Doctor Strange being one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. So just to find out like what shall be the next things that he's up to, um, as well as you know how we had one division, so it dealt with her chaos magic and you know witchcraft. Um, you know, next up being Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I think it's gonna be more so like you know guy versus cop. Like we get to see you know the events that's taking place after Endgame. Like what are they up to? We catching up with them, seeing what they're doing. Um, as Marvel released these trailers like I'm just so excited to see where everything goes like as far as like you know what will what will they be up to because you know how you said that we you know basically missed out on a year of not having Marvel things I'm just excited to see what overall is coming up next like you know just give it to me like i'm just i'm ready to consume all the marvel things listen i'm 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 in the same same boat as you i mean like i'm i'm literally excited about everything here there's not a single thing on this list that i am not looking forward to i mean one division was was great if if we're getting more stuff that's going to be like that it's going to be great. I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks amazing. I like Falcon. Yes. I like I like Bucky. I am very look. I'm very much looking forward to seeing 
because I think this is what I think is going to happen. I really do think Falcon is going to get his comic book Captain America suit by the end, which which I am very much, very much, very much looking forward to. And I mean, honestly, if they decide to do more with Falcon, I I am completely on board with this because I know that he is or was dating Misty Knight in the comics. So, oh, oh my goodness, my heart. Oh. So, oh, trust. I, I'll I'll send you some of the panels I've I've seen because yeah, adorbs. Um, so like if if they want to establish Falcon as like the the next cap, I'm a hundred percent here for it. You know, I, I I really do think I don't think Bucky should should get the mantle. I think it should be should be Falcon. It should definitely be Falcon. It yes, should, it should it should be Falcon. And I mean, you can even look at it from the from the optic of Bucky represents Captain uh, Steve's past. That was his friend back from back in the forties. Exactly. Uh, uh, Falcon. Uh, why can't I, can I remember his name right now? Well, he's like the all American. Like he gives me this same feel of Cap. So I feel but like he, he he represents the future of yes. what Cap is. You know, so I like, feel like it rightfully belongs to him. You so, know? so yeah, so like I'm super, I'm excited for that. Um, because of the Marvel Avengers game, I am a big fan of both Miss Marvel and um, Kate Bishop, who's going to be in Hawkeye. And oh my god, super! I'm excited. I might not so care cute. for Jeremy Renner as a person, but oh, I actually do oh. like the I do like the Hawkeye character. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I do like the Hawkeye character, and I am, like, I am very excited to see what's going to happen. You know, Me like too. I'm excited for Kate Bishop. I'm excited for Miss Marvel. I'm, Did you I'm, see the steals? Who? Did you see the steals for Hawkeye? Like they. Um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her suit. Yeah. Her, her oh. comic suit. Look, look. I. It, I've like I did a I did a run with Marvel's Avengers last week wearing the exact same outfit the purple exact same outfit that's my favorite uh, Kate Bishop outfit so like I'm excited I'm super I'm just I'm super excited for that this is and awesome. and like I just like I mean there's so much stuff like the Eternals is gonna give us some backstory on our universe Spider Man though. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh. So like Easter eggs on the board. So like on some level, on some level, I'm like I don't want them to have Toby and Andrew show up in this movie. Oh, I've been hearing that. Yeah. I mean a, a lot a lot of people have there's been a lot of speculation because of some of the villains that have come in. And so so like, I hope I, just, I don't get a lot of hate, but I love I love Tom Holland as Why would you get hate? As far as, he's the best he's the best <laughs> version of it that we got. Not according to everybody, okay? Well, you know you Not know why? Because because of nostalgia and because until two thousand eight, superhero movies were largely shit. You like superhero movies before Iron Man one came out, by and large, were just Hey, we'll just put the character on screen and people will be happy to go see it. Like that. that like, I, think he, I think he encapsulates 
like Peter Parker and Spider Man so well. And I know people like Toby Maguire. And I'm like, I get it because I like him too. But like Tom Holland is my favorite for both. Toby Maguire was not a high school kid. Like, come on. That. You're not, no. He, I mean, he looked young, but no. It just, just seemed so out of character for him to be so, yeah. like, kind of teenagery and angsty and dorky. So yeah. I'm just like, eh, I'm not really believing you. It's, but yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really a matter of something being the best out of a batch of bad things does not make it good. It just means it's better than other bad things. A lot of bad superhero films have come out over the years. Uh, Toby, Toby, Toby Maguire's being better than those bad ones does not necessarily mean that they they are good by themselves. And now, yeah, because duality, I'd be like, eh, yeah, eh, you know how like some people be knowing how to play one character, but the other one is like, yeah. So I'm short. I mean, there's I, I'm I'm just really curious because I I do want to see. I've heard some rumors about what's going to happen in Spider Man Three. Mm. Um, and I, I can talk. I can talk to you about them off, off, uh, off here for sure. Because okay. I don't want to say. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to put anything out there if it's if it's not true or anything like that. Um, well, my question to you is: Are you going to watch What If? Because oh, absolutely. The entire premise of it is interesting to me, and because it's I interesting like it to me, I want to see it. You know, what's that Mo- that Monique gif? I would like to see it. I would like, like to see it. <laughs> I would I would like to see it. Yes, like I want to I want I want to see like a world where Peggy Carter becomes Cap and Steve Rogers becomes Iron Man. That sounds amazing. I want to see that. Sir, I, I would faint. An episode where Black Panther becomes is is, is Star Lord. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like Not I. Star Lord Hayden Train because of you know Infinity War. I got over it. So I'm I'm excited again for Guardians of the Game. <laughs> no, I'm 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 with you. I'm so with I'm you. He's kind of on my bad side, I've, but now he's been forgiven. Yes. He's been good. Okay. Yes. So like the you know, like you were saying, the trajectory of everything that's coming out. Um, it's all looking good for me. Um I'm definitely wanting to see what they do with She-Hulk and Quantumanium. Um, oh, 100%. I'm, I'm so I'm so psyched for that. And when I found out who was playing Blade, <sighs> let me just fangirl for a minute, okay? Because this actor is amazing. He has been you great in literally him. everything he has been in. Exactly. You have seen him as a villain. Okay, you have seen him as a villain in Luke Cage. So for him to do that and to go to Blade, I just know amazing, right? He's going, (laughs) he's going to kill it. Oh, 110%. Like, I, I, Herschel is is amazing. I wanted more of uh, him as Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. Me, Um, too. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for, 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 uh, like I just want to see what they're going to do because Blade was such an amazing. Like if you are a black nerd in the and you grew up in the the nineties two thousands, yep, you knew about Blade and you knew that those films were awesome. And to be honest, 
Marvel owes it to Blade because Blade kept Marvel afloat when they were when they could have potentially gone under, you know? Yes. So even like on some level I'm a little sad that Wesley Snipes is not involved. Like I don't need him to be Blade, yeah. but like I it would have been a cool kind of thing to see him to see him be involved in the film in some form or fashion. Like as critical as we can be of DC, DC does a very good job of bringing back older actors of characters for some of their modern stuff as like cool little cool little things you know what i'm saying like we saw, like the, the, we saw the wonder woman 1984 seeing it all throughout the dc tv shows i mean the uh the arrowverse um seeing you know people like john wesley ship who played the flash in the 90s the 1990 version uh the 1990 tv show i uh, play uh that character in <laughs> on the flash tv show um, like it's like stuff like that is cool. And like I I wish uh, Wesley Snipes head was involved in some in some form. But such you know such an icon for the character. So it's like absolutely. <sighs> and I'm just I just think it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna it's just gonna be really good to see what they decide to do with that property. And you know I I, I really think that. They can they can do so much. I mean, for me personally, I would I want to see a Blade and Moon Knight crossover because I really feel like you can do some awesome stuff with that. And even though I'm really sad that it's not going to be rated R, um, because I really I really think that you can you you would you're doing those franchises a disservice by not you know kind of going all in with the with the blood and stuff, but um and violence potential violence. Um, I'm excited to see, like, for me, Marvel gets the benefit of the doubt. So, like, I'm not even going to trash it or, you know, kind of talk down on it before. <laughs> I think you know what I'm, I'm most excited about is that Deadpool 3. <laughs> oh, 100%. I would, I, I would... love Wade Wilson, okay? Let me just say, let me just say how I feel about Ryan Reynolds. That man is gorgeous. And just him, he... He just embodies like Wade Wilson. Like I have, he was just made to play that character. Absolutely. Okay? Made to play the character. Um, I just want to know what kind of hijinks he's gonna get into with Deadpool three. Um, he was absolutely hilarious in Deadpool two. That was my favorite so far. I know everybody's like, oh no, Deadpool, but I like Deadpool two. Um, especially when he was putting together the X Force. So just to see Deadpool three, like what can he do next? Um, that's another one that I'm excited about. So absolutely, uh, these and, are gonna be great. And and just I mean just uh I I need to see his interaction with Spider Man because I just feel like that'll be Please. amazing. I, I just I, it'll be really amazing to see that. Um, and I'm glad that at least Deadpool three is gonna be rated R. They they're gonna keep that. Can you imagine so, it being? G13? I mean, it would be Once Upon a Time in Deadpool, which I didn't see. It was apparently received well, but I kind of like, I kind of prefer it to be kind of unfiltered. Thank you. Because so, if I slapped the PG13 rating, I'm just kind of like, but how would that go? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'd be possible, but I'm not sure if the version of it they would create will be as good as it unfiltered, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. Him unfiltered is the best. 
I have no 110%. And like, I, I've, I enjoyed those films. And I look, I look forward to seeing more of it. Um, so I think to, this is a good time, a good place to, to kind of wrap up. Um, okay. so just, just looking at, uh, division as a whole, looking at all of these series and movies that we know we have coming up. Like, do you have any other, anything else you want to get out about just any of these things, any of these shows, movies, projects, um, any expectations, any theories about what's going to happen? It's a little somber. Okay. But um, I'm definitely curious about Black Panther 2. Um, I kind of will be yeah. remiss if I didn't mention it. Um, I just want to see where they will take it. Like, I know that um, Ryan Coogler definitely wants to pay homage to Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace to him. Um, I definitely just want to see the trajectory of what is going to go down with Black Panther 2. Um, I know a lot of people have theorized, like, you know, maybe they're going to show the scope of Wakanda. Shuri may take the mantle. Killmonger might show back up. Um, I'm definitely just interested in how he is going to have it flow, basically. Yeah. And no, I, I have a Black Panther theory, but I'll, I'll tell you after we, we get off of here, because I, I, I think I, I have an idea of what they're doing, of what Marvel is planning based mm-hmm. on their own statements. And I'll tell you about what that is when we get off air. But um, I do want to thank you for coming to the podcast. You were completely awesome for the, the time we spent recording thank this. You. And, you know, I'm sure my listeners will be very happy to hear more from you. You know, if you if you do end up coming back, um, do you uh, like do you have a like do you want to give out your social media in case people want to find you or, or uh, react uh, you to your opinion? On the gift of gabs, that is the gift of gabs. But gabs is spelled G-A-B-S-S. If you would like to follow me over on Instagram, I'm trying to be in the motion of posting more. So definitely give me a follow up there to find out what I'll be doing soon. Hopefully coming out with my YouTube channel extremely soon in the upcoming upcoming couple of months. So you can find me there. All right. Awesome. So uh, again, thank you for coming. Thank you to everyone for, for listening. Hopefully uh, you thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I mean, this right here might be the longest episode of the overflow I've ever done. I it just might be, I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I still have to edit some stuff, but I, I feel like it might be. Um, yes. But all that being said, make sure you're following the great geek refuge and all social media, as well as uh, visiting our website where you can get all of our podcasts, our articles, you get earlier episodes of the overflow. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but if you uh, also have Spotify, Apple music, wherever you get your podcasts, you can also find uh, the overflow with MC Brooks, as well as the other uh, podcasts like at the diner and Mike explores um, on those as well. So, that being said, I'm out. Uh, there will be new episodes coming soon. And I will catch all of you beautiful people on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>